0: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Joining us is uh, San Diego's favorite, I think. Joe Musgrove uh, joins us here on Gwyn and Chris. Joe, uh, first, man, how are you? How's the beginning of spring training? It all starts again.
1: Been good, man. Uh, to be honest, the uh, the biggest bummer for me living, losing San Di- or leaving San Diego is not having the San Diego radio anymore, man. I became a big fan <laughs> of, of your show in the morning broadcast, so uh, you know I'm missing 97.3. Actually,
2: come on now, you can
0: still uh, go online, watch <laughs> us on YouTube. You gotta go, I right. expect I
1: got to put a little more work in. here. Yeah, you got to put
0: a little work in, uh, Joe. I mean, this off season for you, man. You you, you had. Um... Get the body in order before I'm assuming starting your your your, prog- your progression to get to this point. Um, yep. h- how are you feeling? Um, and and what what was differing of, different about this off season compared to, to past off seasons?
1: Yeah, a lot of things. I mean, first off, I had a little more time. Um, you know, starting the off season a little bit sooner. One because you know, obviously, not making the playoffs, you you wrap up at the start of October. But uh you know, the last month and a half of the season for me was spent on the i l and um you know we were back and forth between trying to build back up or just shutting down and starting the off season um you know our Our place in the rankings was kind of dictating a lot of that, and going sixteen and two down the stretch kind of put a little pressure on us to to speed things up a little bit. should we make it in, you know, I wanted to have a chance to throw um so a little bit of that, but you know, ultimately, I got to start some of the off season, you know, recovery work and stuff down that last, you know, month of the season or so last year. So going into the start of the official off season, I, I was actually in a pretty decent spot. Um, but yeah, like you said, a lot more body work and um, maintenance stuff to kind of get me back to a, to a level playing field before I go into the off season and start to build back up. So. Um, I can honestly say that, you know, this past week has been the best that I've felt all off season. Um, and I feel like I'm starting to peak at the right times here.
2: Do you still have to uh, prove anything to yourself and to uh or this you know, the team, the coaches that you know, what's gonna let them know, let you know that you are gonna be ready to go one hundred percent on opening day?
1: Yeah, you know, I've got my check boxes that I like to hit. Um you know, along the way in the course of spring training, but, you know, you really try to just set your sights on one at a time. And for me, it's a it's a daily it's a daily thing, you know, just try to get your body feeling good by the end of each day and, and leave there feeling like it'll be ready to come in the next day. So, um, like I said, I have these few things that I like to hit along the way, but I'm really trying to take it day at a time and just, you know, follow what the, the trainers and, and our PT staff have given me.
0: Joe Musgrove joins us, one of the lead dogs in this rotation at the Padres. We'll go into the 2024 season with it, and Joe. I'm interested to, to hear you hear your take on this. I know when pitchers and catchers reported, you had your kind of scrum with the media, and you spoke about establishing an identity um, as a starting pitcher on this ball club. Where what what is your part in creating that identity? And, you know, how long does it take for a team to kind of figure out what their identity is going to be?
1: I think ultimately you find it through through playing and through winning. Um, but, you know, setting the tone early in camp with the expectations of how we're going to carry ourselves as a staff. I mean, me and Ruben have this talk a lot, but we're firm believers that starting rotation sets the tone for everything. You know, we got yeah. the ball, we control yeah. the pace of the game, um, you know, we're in control out there. So... Um, you know we want to be known as a, as a relentless staff you know somebody that's not going to give in regardless of the scenario regardless of the score um, you know if you got the ball and you're on that mound you're giving it everything you have until they take it from you um, you know so some of those things are are talked about a little bit as far as what we expect and the effort level that's going into things, but a lot of the the culture and stuff that everyone talks about you know that stuff is is found through winning and, and through experiences you have throughout the course of the season but um, you know, it's never too early to start implementing some of those things and just talking out loud about some of the, you know, some of the approaches that you want to take towards your game and how you want your team to look on the field.
2: Joe, uh, we obviously follow everything that happens during the off season. The fans uh, follow it closely, but they're not as probably as big of fans as the actual players that are on the team. I mean, you you're certainly reading oh, yeah. and following everything that's happening and Juan Soto's traded and... Bunch of guys are coming in, and free agency this year is a little different than last year. What's what's your overall reaction to what the Padres have done so far this off season, and uh, how do you think it's all going to benefit this year's club?
1: Yeah, I mean it's you know it's never easy losing a, a generational talent type player in Soto, but um, you know you look at the pieces we get in return for him and what it does for our team moving forward. I think it puts us in a better spot. Um, you know, as a group and as a team, you know, with the arms we got in return, pitching was gonna be the biggest concern going into the off season for us. Um, you know, so we answered a lot of those questions with some of the arms we got back. You know, we got a little bit of experience and then uh some really good, talented young arms that we expect to be big pieces for us. So um like I said, it's not easy to lose guys like Soto and a guy as consistent as Grish is in the outfield, but When you look at what it does for our team and our rotation, I think it puts us in a real good spot. We got some really good depth in our bullpen now. Um, You know, still a few pieces that I think we're we're short on. But you know, I know AJ and you guys know him well. Um, You know, he's always got something up his sleeve, and I know he's not walking into this thing knowing that there's there's gaps in the you know in the roster that need to be filled without a plan. So I think uh, we just kind of trust in him,
0: Joe. I I want to ask you a little bit about. the the managerial change Mike Schilt takes over and let me say this before I I ask this question by no means am I trying to say that Mel didn't do these things but just in in my time getting to spend with Mike Schilt he seems very detail-oriented he seems very driven by the team aspect in terms of how you guys feel about one another and and kind of coming together are you sensing that already in just a little bit of of spring training you've had already?
1: Absolutely, and you know I mean he empowers the players too. I mean he's got a way and he's got a way of talking to you that you know inspires you and motivates you to to do a little more on your end as a player. So, you know I got to spend the last two years with him, you know side by side in the dugout, just talking baseball and you know gaining some knowledge from him. I mean he's been around the game since he was nine, ten years old, growing up in you know, double-A clubhouse, coaching at every single level along along the way. I mean, the guy's got as much experience as you could ask for in a manager. Um, but, yeah, he does a really good job communicating with the guys and making it very clear what the expectations are and then, you know, putting the power in the hands of the players and, you know, forcing us to take a little bit of accountability and a little bit of ownership of what we're doing and, and try to police things and, and run things ourselves from within.
2: As you do a little look back at the 2023 season as you're sitting there getting ready for this year, and you compare what ended up happening last year to what happened the year before, is it as simple as saying that you guys just couldn't get over the hump in terms of getting hits with runners in scoring position and winning close games? I mean, the record was 9-23 and in one-run games. It was the complete opposite of that the year before. Is it as simple as that to say last year didn't work out because of those things, or was there more at work here?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, this is one of Schilt's big things that he says all the time, and he's said it countless times since he's, you know, taken the helm here, it's that, <clears throat> you know, this game is, you know, the best players in this game are elite adjusters, mm. and, you know, yeah. we just really weren't that last year. You know, we had plans of how we wanted to go about it, we knew, you know, what the expectation was of ourselves as a lineup, how we were going to score runs, how we were going to produce, and... We weren't getting those, you know, we weren't having that success with driving the ball in and, you know, the doubles and homers and our slug not being very high, the runners in scoring position average, you know, those things weren't falling into place for us early in the year, and we did not do a good job of adjusting the game plan and doing what we had to do to win. I feel like we married ourselves to that expectation of what our lineup was built to do, and, um, you know, we didn't adjust very well. So you'd like to say it's as easy as that, but I feel like that's the main reason is We did not adjust on the fly, and and we weren't in that category of elite adjusters like, you know, you see at this level.
0: You said that word twice, and I got goosebumps. Elite (laughs) adjusters. I mean, that is as as simple as I think you can put it. You you mentioned some of the arms that you guys got back in the deal um, for Juan Soto. Michael King, we're talking Brito, we're talking Vasquez, we're talking a young kid, Thorpe. Um, Integrating those arms, because, you know, as of right now, at least a few of those guys are gonna be pieces that you know could possibly be in this rotation um how do you bring those guys in? I think this is your strong suit and you're not the only one you darvish does it in his own way as well, but talk about bringing in those young guys install installing that confidence installing that kind of uh the the idea of what you guys wanna accomplish as a as a unit,
1: yeah. Um, I think our, our little off-season camp that we do every year in, in January is a big part of that, you know, bringing these these new guys in and some of these young guys and giving them a week prior to spring training to to meet the staff, to meet some of the other players, to, you know, see what the expectation is, how we do things here, meet some of the behind-the-scenes guys with the analytics and just kind of kick-start things and give these guys a week to kind of adjust to some of the people and, you know, get their feet underneath them before they get here. but. You know, we talked about it a lot this offseason, myself, Manny, uh, Toddy, Darvish, all these guys that are, you know, under contract going to be here for a while that, you know, we have a lot of young guys now, and we're going to need these guys to produce, and I think for them to be the best player that they can be, they have to be comfortable. they got to be able yeah. to, to play with that swagger and with a little bit of attitude and personality, and I think a lot of that comes from the veterans on the team creating that atmosphere, you know, these they got to understand that we're here to win games. You know, we're not here to make them feel like rookies. We're not here to belittle them or make them feel like they're anything less we are, you know, we're here to win. So having said that there are, you know, there is a pecking order and there are some unwritten rules that you try to follow. And it's really just respect, you know, respect the guys around you, respect the guys that have more time than you in the game, but be yourself, you know, play the game the way you, the way that you play it, play with some passion, with some fire and, uh, You know, if your mind's in the right place with everything you do, you know, we everyone in that clubhouse is going to have your back. So, just bringing them in and trying to get them to understand that, hey, we're not here to embarrass you guys or belittle you or make you feel like a rookie. We want you to be impact players on this team, and we need you to be at your best and and play with some, you know, some freedom out there.
2: How many people have come up to you and and guys on this team and said, "Man, you guys are really up against it." I mean, look what the Dodgers did this off season and. I mean, they're going to be impossible to beat and all of this stuff. And you know in your heart that it doesn't come down to that. It comes down to execution and being adjust – doing – a what did he say?
0: Elite adjuster. Thank you. Being yes. an elite right. adjuster.
2: Yes, I'm going to put that in my in my bank of uh, – yeah,
1: bookmark that one. Bookmark
2: that one. But, you know, those are the things that are going to decide this season. And if you can perform – you know, this Padre team performs the way it can – uh, I don't see why you can't keep up with the Dodgers. I know you guys aren't going into the season thinking anything but that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've been on that side. We were that we were that team mm, last year yeah. where everyone looked at our team on paper and saw who we were and what was expected of us, and that's not always the best thing for you. Sometimes to have a little chip on your shoulder and to be counted out a little bit adds a little fuel to the fire. So, um, like you said, you know this team is capable of beating any team in the big leagues. You know when we play the way that we expect to play, so it's about finding out the way to pull that out of us every night, you know, finding ways to, to create that energy and, and to kickstart things in the, in the beginning of the year better than we did last year. And I think a lot of that starts in spring training with, you know, some of these meetings and talking about, you know, what we expect of ourselves and how we're going to run things on a daily basis to ultimately get to the end goal. Um, but all that stuff starts now. So, you know, just building that, building that foundation in spring is super important.
0: Joe i I got one that's not as serious as all these other questions has been um you know mm-hmm. typically for position players, you know about three and a half weeks in you're like, all right, I'm ready for this to go now pitchers is different, especially because you're building up, but is there any part of you that is by the time you get to spring is like let's just get to the real stuff, please,
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, very soon actually <laughs> sooner than sooner than later in spring. Um yeah, for for starters it's it's usually once you're into that, that four or five inning range where you start feeling like, Okay, I'm built up now, I'm ready to go. Um, early in camp, you're still trying to get your feet under you. A lot of guys haven't even been in spikes for, you know, as long as you spending them in spring training, running around doing PFPs and you know, conditioning in spikes, there's a lot of things and just getting your body prepped and stuff. But yeah. you get through that first week or two, you start to feel really consistent in your routine, your body's recovering well and you start getting the itch for for some real games but it's nice for us this year you know we come into spring a week early um you know get things started when most people aren't working and uh get to get out of here a few weeks early which yeah. is nice as well so we got to really maximize you know the time that we got here and get as much out of it as we can because korea is going to come you know faster than we know it
2: is there any chance you think you could pitch in korea i know you're again you said you're taking it one check box at a time could we see you in one of those first two games
1: yeah, so we've talked about that already um, with Schulte and Ruben, uh, about how we want to go about it. No decisions have been made yet, but, um, you know, that's definitely, those are two games that, you know, count towards the record books. So, um, you know, we're gonna, we expect to be around that five-inning mark by then, so me and Darvish would both be ready to go should, you know, the ball be handed to us in that situation.
0: Say less. I think that's the answer that everybody wanted to hear. Anyway, Joe, we appreciate you coming off, man, on a day off. Uh, Shilti gave you guys the day off. We appreciate you coming on, spending some time with us, man. Appreciate you.
1: Absolutely, guys. Always enjoy it. It's
0: real easy, Joe. You go to YouTube, you search 97.3 The
2: Fan. (laughs) And, I mean, even I can do it. So if I can pull it off, you know, you should be able to watch the show and, you know, stay in touch.
1: I'm sure I'll figure it out. (laughs) All right, Joe. Take care, brother. Thanks, Joe. All right, fellas.
2: No no Joe uh, one of the highlights we had last year on the program uh, Scraby and I had him on one day Tony I think after you had oh yes. gone yes yes and remember there was it was a midseason game and there was some question as to who was going to uh, pitch that day for the Padres maybe the day before the All-Star break or something and Joe announced It was going on, into the All-Star break That's right yes and he announced on our show that
0: that's right.
2: I <laughs> will take the ball. And Chris and I, lost we were so our excited. We were so minds. excited that we got the breaking news. <laughs> well, we have more breaking news there. I mean, he said that he and Darvish are, you know, in line to make those starts against the Dodgers in Korea. Hopefully, that will uh, turn out to be the case. He said nothing's official yet, but they have had talks. Certainly makes sense that those two guys are healthy. Makes they a ton would of get sense. the uh, they would get those two starts against LA once. Uh, once you guys get to Korea. did um, Is he officially, you think, the number one in the rotation? Because I was looking at MLB Network last night, and they predicted the rotation. His name was at the top, and then it was you.
0: I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I bet that's kind of how why it's not going to be announced now. Right? You want to build everybody up. It's, then you'll, you'll start to see the jockeying if they start lining guys up so that it matches up with Korea. That's how it usually works.
2: All right. Darvish seems like a number one guy, though. Not that Joe doesn't, but Darvish has always been number one wherever he's been. But does it really matter. No, no. I,
0: I mean, it out. does for the guys. I mean, they can. They sit like here. to know. You can. You they can sit here and tell us that oh, I don't care if I go. But I mean, if you. Lando well, Musgrove
2: wants to make the uh, I mean, the first start you yeah, to, you can, for sure.
0: He got to make it at home last year. I, I'm I'm sure he's going to want to do it. All right, five seconds.